Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Angels, hello, it's Jake. I'm recording this intro on Valentine's Day. And I'm not gonna really make any comments on Valentine's Day in terms of what it means if you're in a relationship, if you are single. Um, I do wanna talk about what it means to work in a restaurant. And um, I'm recording this in the morning and I'm just, I'm putting out a simple wish that everyone working in restaurants tonight gets through this unscathed. And I know that that is a futile, futile pursuit because it gets tough. There's too much pressure on this day and it's silly. And I hope it, the services go as well as they can. And I'm excited to hear everyone's stories. If you, you know, if you had something particularly crazy go down tonight, I want a DM. Send it to me on Instagram. I want to hear the stories. Maybe I'll even, you know, read some on the pod. But I'm just, I, I as someone who's, who did 10 years of Valentine's Day in restaurants, it's just, it's too much. It's simply too much. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. So moving on, our guest today is an actual sweet angel on earth. His name is Dan Pelosi. You may know him on Instagram as Grossy Pelosi. Uh, he is an, he is a home cook icon, I would say, of Brooklyn. Um, you, His recipes are absolutely incredible. They're all on danpelosi.com. You have to check him out. He's the nicest person. This conversation is so fun. Dan is someone who... Like, we go out in very different ways, but there's still so much to connect on. And this conversation, I think we touch on some really important stuff, and I'm really glad and proud to have it out there. So please listen. Please enjoy me going out with Dan Pelosi. I'm only going to talk about Christmas. Oh, good. Okay, cool. No, that's great. You're, I mean, you just, I, I, it's funny because, like, so many people I've been interviewing and talking to, and also just people I know are, like, in the food media world and I just feel like you all went through the Thanksgiving gauntlet like so Hopefully. I do and it's, I'm coming out of it slowly is it like I feel like by the time you get to Thanksgiving day are you like I don't want to fucking deal with this anymore <laughs> I absolutely yeah I'm like <laughs> in a coffin like get me yeah no I and I do it all like I do my entire family Thanksgiving I mean I would imagine I feel because you're you're persona as like the family cook seems very authentic so i would imagine you are yes. like the one that's doing all it's of that it's not drag although it seems like drag it's not drag actually. i wouldn't say it seems like it seems genuinely authentic <laughs> i would not say it seems like drag well i think sometimes when i'm like running around a house coat that's drag but oh um, sure it's also authentic <laughs> drag so hopefully drag is coming from a place of authenticity no matter who you are good drag is doing. yeah exactly so yeah i mean last year thanksgiving was uh just me and my two roommates in our apartment mm-hmm. and i had made a ton of Thanksgiving recipes and shot them and sort of did a Thanksgiving outdoors in like October to kind of get all the, cause I've turned into like, a you know, like a, do your holidays ahead of time kind of person. Yeah, so totally. I can have it all ready to go. So this year was two years since I went to Connecticut. This time I brought a boyfriend with me, which was the first time kind of ever that I've done that, That's which exciting. is really, really fun. Um, and it was like, overly emotional my family just everyone went all out and we all were like in tears multiple times it was really great that is a high the the post 
it's not not to say post COVID, but first COVID back together Absolutely. holiday, and you're introducing the boyfriend. That's a lot. That's an emotional pressure cooker. It thoroughly, totally was, and it wasn't just me and my boyfriend. Like everyone came with like yeah, their, like my Very aunt, game. my uncle. <laughs> two years ago on Halloween, my uncle passed away really unexpectedly, and it was sort of heartbreaking. And so my aunt like showed up with pillows that she like made from my uncle's shirts that were like for everyone in the family. And then my little nephew Damn. was like, does it still smell like him? Like, you know, like we're all just like, ah, like I was like, and then of course I, and you've been working like 70 hour weeks getting ready. For totally. <laughs> I was like getting grease on it. Like, oops, <laughs> like, like, fuck, <laughs> like don't show anyone. No. You know, and then also like I take this portrait of my grandfather who's now 99 every year, he, you know, we're Italian. He's the first person at the table. He's like sitting there. He's ready. And I deck when I was 13, my parents, let me de redecorate the whole house and I like went off in our dining room and it looks very like Norman Rockwell so I take this like photo of my grandfather every year and it's become sort of a thing and one of my I hate saying the word followers but one of the these amazing people who follows me did a watercolor painting of it oh. uh, over the past two years so I of course had to do the family stone moment where I like had it reproduced and made like eight of them and like in the middle of dinner like handed out like the photo and everyone unwrapped it and it's like sometimes being gay really pays yeah. off the drama <laughs> exactly. of it is just unbelievable oh my god I was like coming in really fucking hard um, and of course I like my boy I was like Gus like video this entire thing you know? <laughs> we were like doing like run throughs at my apartment oh with my, roommates, my god like, okay so I'm starting at the left side of the table and I'm gonna walk around and so if you can just do a pan and then zoom in like fully like psycho i'm obsessed oh yeah and luckily i my boyfriend went to drama school so like oh blast what better match for me no than, perfect like, another performative queen that's so, a that's a that's a true union oh my god it's incredible and actually bless him because i'm the most and he is so game for it it's amazing I, actually can i tell you the story anything yeah so i did a project with whole foods okay and it was about fall, like the fall drop at Whole Foods. And I was like, I'm going full pumpkin spice. Like, so I, yeah. my concept was just like pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. So I wore like an orange shirt and like um, green shorts and a green hat. And I was like, am I dressed like a pumpkin? Yes. And so I sort of <laughs> sort of referenced that in the video. <laughs> so luckily Gus, who's my boyfriend, works nearby at the CrossFit gym. And I was like, can you just meet me and like film this? Yeah. So I get to Whole Foods on like October 1st and like none of the pumpkin shit's out yet. Right. Oh, no. So I'm like having a moment <laughs> and I'm in Whole Foods and I call my manager and I'm like, and I'm in the middle of Whole Foods and I'm dressed like a pumpkin. <laughs> and... <I'm> like, <laughs> and Gus and I met on Hinge because we both wrote that the comeback is our number one like show in the entire world. And now you're Valerie Cherish in Whole Valerie Foods. Cherish <laughs> in Whole Foods on the phone with my manager saying, and I was dressed like a pun, I'm dressed like a pumpkin. And he Gus was like, Oh my god, this is incredible. And I was like, wow, truly I have reached like my peak. So I mean, I get it. Like the when you're like a one man production machine oh it is so one person production machine yeah. it's not gender but like it yes. is so unbelievable how much like <laughs> it's like so, it's actually unbelievable how much I'm work like, it is can we hold hands and cry right now <laughs> 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 like literally it is insane and I think like as you gain more attention and more follows and like people don't like they think, tend to think that like you've just got like people holding you up every morning, like telling like, and I'm like, totally, no, like no. really, it's just kind of still me. I have some support in different areas, but 
it's exhausting and I'm facing 40. Like, yeah, it's like, it's, it's so intense. Everything hurts. Were you, because obviously like I, you like, obviously over the past few years, like you have been like an at home cook queen. Like we've seen it, yeah. we've seen it all, but was that your vibe pre pandemic as well? Like it was uh, my vibe, but with no audience. Sure. Yeah. yeah no, um, um, so I, you know, I love that this is about going out. Cause I don't like, I haven't left the house in like since, in, no, since totally. like, my early twenties. But, um, so I have just like, I grew up in the kitchen. I totally. went from like the countertop to a stool to like the floor, helping my mother in the kitchen growing up. My grandparents, my parents. Where in the sibling lineup do you fall? Youngest, obviously. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That tracks. Cool, <laughs> yes, cool, cool. absolutely youngest. And so I was just always giving food on Instagram on the weekends. And then as soon as the pandemic hit, I had like a full-time job as a creative director. And I had like this 15 years into like this career. And I was doing a whole thing in the retail world. And then as soon as I started working from home, I was like, I get to cook every meal. This is incredible. Yeah. So I would just photograph like frying an egg or my stories were like shorts, you know, short films. So really I went from like 5,000 followers to where I'm at now, like 18 months later, which is amazing. And yeah. I just sort of grabbed this audience of people who were like, I'm stuck at home and you know how to be at home and I don't. So totally. like, I realized oh, that's that like, so interesting. I could, cause I always, I sort of like, I say I joke, but like we grew up in lockdown. Like I'm Italian American and Portuguese American. Like we talked about food. We made food. We talked that's about the so next meal. Every, our houses were really comfortable. Like it wasn't, I never was the kid who was like, I want to get out of the house. Like I joked when one of my best friends did outward bound in high school, she went for like eight months to like, or eight weeks, like the rainforest. And I was like, I'm doing inward bound. Like <laughs> my summer will be spent like in air conditioning, making like refreshing, like non-alcoholic totally. cocktails, you know? Totally. Are you mainland Portuguese or Azorian Portuguese? Um, mainland. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from Rhode Island. And so oh, my there's God. like a huge Azorian population yeah, yeah. there. And like one of my, my like, I like one of, you know, like the aunts you have who aren't genetically your aunts, but yeah, like their aunts, like course. one of mine is like hundred percent Azorian okay. and I went to the Azores. Like where in Rhode Island? I'm from Cranston. Oh my God. Shut up. No. Okay. So <laughs> I, I don't write like, you're like, that's not that's, the point of a, this. No, no. <laughs> I'm from Cranston. Wait, what's your connection to Cranston? Okay. So I went to RISD in Providence. Oh, I didn't know you went to RISD. Yeah, I went to RISD. And so one of my freshman year, like first day in the dorms, I hear this like clacking fucking Rhode Island accent coming out of the room. <laughs> and there's this girl in like a cardigan sweater set and like pearl, it's like Jackie Onassis drag. And she's like, I'm from Cranston. Like she was like so from Cranston. So yeah. four years, we all, we called her Cranston. Like oh, I still call her Cranston because she was like, she would go home like every night to like have dinner with her. Yeah, parents. why not? It's right there. Her dad was like this hot older Italian man. Oh my and god! And I used to I go and I have like them. Sunday dinner at their house. <laughs> at their house. I want to hear her last name offline because I'm I'm sure yeah. there's. She's if amazing. I don't know her, my grandfather knows her dad. I, we 100%. still talk, and she's amazing. But yeah, I called her Cranston. So I mean, I would go to Cranston, and I would go. There was like that mall there, Garden City. The outdoor mall, like Garden yeah. City, the plaza. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I grew up in that plaza. I, I would go to like back to school. Razi's or Razi's. Um, There's um, like a Brigat oh fuck, don't do called? this to me. Paparazzi's. Paparazzi. Paparazzi. She'd be like, I was gonna go have to a full panic attack no, if I didn't I remember was, the name of that restaurant. I was doing like Cranston Housewife drag in college with Cranston. Like, I mean, it it's we fully that. It's yeah. very much that the Alex and Anani bracelets and all of that. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> fully <laughs> I don't even know if Alex and Anani was, I guess it was around then, but no, it was like we were going to like Banana Republic. Oh, like, very that. Very that. Oh very my god, that. I was obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, major. That, wait, I, that's, I love the Rhode Island connection. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm from, so like my whole family is from Cranston, like, and like the Cranston area. And yeah. then when I was seven, six, six or seven, we moved to Vermont. And so okay. then I like grew oh. up in Vermont, but my whole family's in Rhode Island. And so yes. I have this, like, yes. it's. Oh, I love that. You yeah. guys get the best of both. Uh, Where in Vermont? <laughs> um, the woods, like Shrewsbury, oh, but it's cute. near like R- Rutland and Killington, like yeah, yeah. West Central Vermont. She's skiing. Mm, she's not. Well, like, I wasn't. No. I went on. A, I went on one ski lift once and fell off, and I was like, I'm. Done. I similarly, I did like one year of ski lessons, maybe two, no. and it was the kind of thing where it was like so expensive. My family was like, no. we really have to like. We're going to have to kind of like scrape it together if you really want to do this. I You're fell like, once, I'm bit my good. tongue, and I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm actually like, fucking I'm out. Like, it's... I'll be opera ski for life. <laughs> yeah. Truly. So, yeah, no, I wasn't a skier at all. Great. Um, but no, we're yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. We're agreed on that. <laughs> so, for someone like you who's always been like cooking at home, mm-hmm. loving cooking at home, loving totally. food, that whole culture around it. Yeah. What has your relationship to like eating out and going out been? Okay, so... I, you know, I've always lived in cities. I lived in San mm-hmm. Francisco. I lived in Portland, you know, apparently, allegedly a city, um, <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Um, and I've lived in New York. And so going out to eat has always been part of what I love to do. Yeah, totally. So as much as I'm a home cook, I love a restaurant. I think it's like such a beautiful experience. My sort of night out kind of ends after dinner, <laughs> going yeah. out to dinner. Um, sometimes it's like a movie or a play or something like that. But I do think that like restaurants are just such a beautiful experience and it's a great way to eat food that I don't regularly cook. Right. So I love that because like, you know, I just, I have like sort of my world of food that I love to cook and then I love to experience all other food that I don't, you know. So are you avoiding like an Italian restaurant when you go out? Or oh, no. no. Okay. I'm not. I mean, I'm also embracing that too. Like there's, totally. I'm constantly at Via Corona. Um, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Stupid question. I literally knew that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I've been, people have been wanting, you know, I just published sort of like where my favorite place is already in Brooklyn, where my favorite place is already yeah. in Manhattan and everyone, you know, so eating out is very much part of my world and what I talk about. Totally. So. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um did is your how do I want to word this question? Like for you is food especially with the family relationship is yeah. it is that a big part of how you socialize and connect with people is that like Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I grew up being so like pouty and annoyed that we would go to the same restaurant whenever we totally. went out, that we knew everyone there, that they knew us, that it was like. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Waterbury, Connecticut. Okay, yeah. So right off of eighty four, yeah, you know, Holy Land. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, honestly, like a similar similar vibe to Cranston, similar. I would say totally, totally. Yeah. Um, and so we had like two or three restaurants, like Pizza Castle or Nino's, you know, yeah, and like no, totally. I was like, why are we only eating here? But now it's like, oh, I'm that girl who like has three restaurants. I know everyone there. I walk up, we hug, we kiss. They know where I want to sit. Like, I'm that. I'm doing what my, <laughs> my grandfather and my dad did. And it's just, it's based on relationships. I love knowing the people. I love knowing what's on the menu. I love yeah. like, like it's redundancy, but it's also comfort. Totally. And that's what home cooking is too, right? Like yes. It's, it can be redundant, but it's also just really comfortable. And so I do go out to places I've never been and I love that experience. But if I really just want to like tuck in somewhere, I go to like my places. Totally. I have the same, I have like the same, I'm starting to really develop that relationship with some of my restaurants. Like 
because they think obviously with the pandemic, we took this like break. And yeah. also because I worked in restaurants for 10 years and yes. now I don't. And I'm, which is really fundamentally changing my relation, relationships yeah. to restaurants in a way I wasn't really yeah. prepared for. Like my new, cause my home-based restaurant used to be the ones I fucking worked at. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. And now it's not. And I was yeah. like, the other night I was having my like boyfriend had been out of town for like two and a half weeks and I was just like feeling weird and like to like, make myself feel better. I walked to one of the restaurants I feel safe in and just like had dinner alone at the bar. Okay. So people don't know this, but we live on the same street. We live on the like, same street. I walked far though. Same block. Where'd you go? Walters. Oh, Walters. It's That's like, a good walk. You got your steps in. I got my steps in. It's yeah. like a gorgeous walk, but like, I, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm like, I'm developing like an emotional codependency on Walters. As you should. <laughs> Walters is great. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I talk about this a lot with my boyfriend who has been working at the same restaurant for five or six years. And I think, you know, in high school, speaking of drag, I like applied every summer to work at Chili's or maybe in college. Stop. Where I, would, like, I, wanted, I just wanted to be that like waitress who fucking bumps you over in your, like, in your, like, Booth, booth sits down with you and like fundamentally changes her order because she thinks she knows better than you do. Yes. That was the drag I wanted to do. And he was like, the fact that anyone would like fetishize being like, but I grew up like watching like Alice reruns. Where totally. Like Alice and her like diner, like being sassy and like refilling coffee. And I also grew up going to diners. Yeah. My uncle, like in high school, I went out with my uncles. We would go to the diner and then go to a movie every Friday yeah. night. Like that was what I did. So I just like, I don't know. I love like knowing it was the same waitress every Friday night. So like yeah. there's just that sort of repetition. Yeah. So for you, it sounds like it's like they're literally almost like inextricable. Like the rela the relationships to the people surrounding the food is like intrinsic. Absolutely. To it. Absolutely. And some of the places, arguably, the food isn't the best food in the world, but it's just oh, like, my food. And I, I feel it. the same way. Yeah. It's why I I sometimes I'm very dubious of like foodie culture on mm -hmm. Instagram where oh people gosh. are going to like a different place every night and they're just like really documented and they're being hypercritical. I'm oh like, my gosh. you're really missing a huge point of restaurants in this way. That's really upsetting to me where it's like, part of it is like, yes, knowing your fucking waitress's name and going more than once totally. and enjoying the room and having a relationship with it. And but like, it's also like this idea of like, Oh, you went here. You need to go here. Like, Oh, you went to that place. Like I, yes. I'm so lucky. I have so many, I get so many DMS and so many people that love what I'm doing and where I'm going. But when I travel, I get a lot of messages. Like I went to Tartine when I was in San Francisco, which is a place I lived in San Francisco in my twenties. I went there every weekend. Yeah. Did six more bakeries open up in San Francisco that also have croissants that I haven't heard of or don't whatever. Yes. But I still want to go to Tartine. So there's this kind of like, Oh, you like Tartine. Have you tried this? Have you tried this? Have you tried this? And I'm like, that's not what this is like about. It's not about going to the newest or the best or the greatest about going to the place that like, owns my heart you yeah. know and i say that like i want to kill myself for saying it but like you no, know what i mean because, it's no, like you have a memory there 100 percent. because there's something so capitalist about this idea of like finding the best trying oh, yeah. them all doing the research and it's like if you need to do that like fine Go but like it. there's but, something so special about like like i have this i went to college in burlington and it's like oh my god dream i mean it's don't yeah. even get me started dream the best no, college town I, that you could like, possibly go the to hallmark like holiday movie that we're gonna film there yeah yes. i mean don't get me wrong like do i ever want to go back there in the winter literally never, never. you'll never see I me in the winter do. there again but like in the summer like mm -hmm. it's about but what i was gonna say is like when i go back there if someone was like this new amazing restaurant open i'm like hey like sorry it's like cool. it's just not gonna happen yeah, like i'm sorry there's like seven restaurants there that 100%. it's not just about the food it's about the memories it's about like totally. coming being like it's like hugging an old friend and it's like oh my god that absolutely. has to be okay that that yeah you can't overstate the value of that and it's so important and it really does especially with this like social media culture totally. of like i need the next thing to post i need the next totally. thing to show and food is one of many things that people love to sort of like invalidate your experience with and and like Oof, that between, damn that's so real it's so crazy to me because what I have tried to do 
is sort of as much as I can with any authority that I may or may not have is tell people like, it doesn't matter what brand ingredient you're using. Fresh pasta, box pasta, pasta is flour and water. Like food insecurity and accessibility to food is such a problem in the country. Like we're really going to start like shaming people for not yeah. using like DOP Parmesan when you, it's like, are you eating it and do you like it? Like those are my two filters. It's also it's like, like no like, one's that's ever, it. that's yeah. Cause it's also like no one's ever going to get in in the way you're expecting them to, if you're telling them they have to it, do it totally. perfect to your standards on the first try. Oh and my it's God, like, I don't even have standards. Like, I just want people to be like, that was delicious. I loved it. And I'm like, I'm not, I don't care what, what <sighs> totally. broth you used. Like, did you like it? Great. Cool. Yeah. Like, so happy. Yeah. I don't care. And I'm like giving you recipes with Cool Whip and Jello packets. Give That's it, really saying, special like, though. I don't do know. Do whatever. Like, this makes me happy. Like, my Aunt Jessie's Ambrosia is like, if you think about it objectively, you're like, what the fuck? But I'm like, it's delicious. And did I eat the entire bowl every Easter when I was six? Yes. Do I still do that? Absolutely. <laughs> also, like when I went to ask Bimpy how he makes it, he was like, "Oh yeah, I drink the the like juice from the canned fruit after I like strain it for the ambrosia." Totally. And I was like, "That is the energy. You're 99. Go for it. You've lived forever from that like canned fruit juice." I know it's funny because like I think that like you're reminding me, and I've never really like made this connection, but like last night someone was sending me TikToks of that woman. Are you on TikTok at all? Oh. It's fine. Um, it's, honestly, it's like healthy. It's I'm like trying. truly rotting my brain. Don't get on it. Um, like it, but like there's this woman on TikTok who her whole bit is that she cooks these recipes from this Midwestern cookbook that are all like mm -hmm. a ton of mayonnaise and whatever. And it's very much like making totally. fun of the Midwestern thing. But then I was like, I like think about like what my, my new England ass family recipes oh are. God, and absolutely. it's like packaged kielbasa and canned yes. cranberry sauce in a crock pot for two absolutely. hours. And like, would I kill you right now to eat it? Probably like we have my this like coleslaw that is literally made from ramen packets. Like yes. it's like, it's also like beautiful. Like, like my friend yes. is doing an Instagram. It's called unboxing Betty. And she has this like box of Betty Crocker recipes. And she's like making them and showing like, how Betty photographed it versus how she's making it. Like every single piece of it down to like the typeface on the yeah. recipe card, I'm like in love with. Yeah, because it's like there's obviously like as a culture, we need to, yes, we need to be thinking more about where our food comes from, ingredient and all that. But at the same time, don't devalue. There is the heart around food and the memories totally. and that culture around it. And it's the high low. Like I'm eating at the yeah. Corona, but I'm also eating like whatever pasta I have in the cabinet with like totally. butter and you know, salt and pepper. Yeah. Like God bless. Like, it's like, that's great too. With this, I'm curious with like, with that relationship to food in mind, have you found it hard at all feeling like you need to constantly churn out like new recipes, new, like the volume that is kind of required of being no, a content actually, creator? I'm really lucky. A lot of creators for really good reason have monetized their recipes. And by that they say like, okay, every week I'm going to give you a new recipe and you're going to subscribe to my like Patreon your or you're going to do this. Or and so every week I owe you a recipe. I'm really lucky for a lot of reasons. One, I've just, well, it, it was, I just started putting all my recipes out there for free during a pandemic as a way to just help people totally, in whatever yeah. way I could. So it felt really wrong for me to like then start at some point putting a paywall behind them. So that has prevented me from doing it just because it's sort of like, I owe a lot to the people who found me as a source of help during a pandemic. Yeah. So I'm also really lucky that like no one's sitting around waiting for me to put out a recipe. Totally. So that keeps me sane because yeah. I am not like my, I, the first time I ever like wrote a recipe for someone else to truly use it was March like 15th. Right. Cause you just so, knew like, what to do. Yeah. I'm not a food writer. 
I not, I haven't been a food editor. I didn't work at Bon Appetit for 15. Like I just, it takes me a while. I'm like a yeah. turtle, right? With writing recipes, which I love to do, but I need to like, I need to do it on my own terms. So, and that's great. And I have like a hundred recipes on my website. So I have a lot of stuff that I can constantly be talking about. So I don't have to always be turning out new recipes. And when I do, it's because it's like, I'm ready. This is a joyful moment. And there's hasn't been any pressure. The other third thing I just want to say, which I think is really important for people to realize as a creator, you can follow me and get everything that I put out there for free. I only charge people one for my merch, well, which obviously. the majority of it goes to charity and some stuff I've started doing for, for profit, which is awesome. Um, I was doing classes for a little while, which I had to stop. And then really when I put a new recipe out now, sometimes it's sponsored by a brand, which yeah. is amazing because then people aren't paying brands are and yeah. brands want to be part of the world I've created. So sponsored content in that way, I think is really beautiful because I get to work with brands that I love. Like I made a wish list of brands at one point and now I'm working with like most of them. It's crazy. That's so amazing. if you see sponsored content, like it and comment. I know. <laughs> I just like don't know how that's not obvious and I don't feel shameless saying it or I don't, I feel. You shouldn't. You absolutely because shouldn't. Because I'm like, that's how I get to keep giving you stuff if you like it and if you want it for free. And I think that that's sort of like something that can't be said enough and I'm glad to be sort of like someone who says it. I know. It's so, there's something, because it. Uh, I think it does tie into like restaurants and bars as well where it's like, in the hospitality and in the food and wine world, because, you know, so much of it comes from the love of it and the love of, you know, and like the care and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, there's this notion that whenever it becomes transparent, that it's also a business or that it yeah. has to involve money. Oh. People are like, oh, then no. it's inauthentic. And it's like, it's hey, like, babe, no, like, not. like people, you know, if a, if a restaurant raises their prices or if like totally. something or whatever, like when restaurants yeah. started to include hospitality in their yeah. thing or whatever. And it's like, it's like, babe, like we can put all the heart into it as, yeah. as we want, but we do need to pay rent. And well, so it's and like, also like, that's an opportunity for you to make a decision, right? Yeah. So like you as a human get to say, oh, this restaurant said that. So I'm going to keep supporting it because I understand it or I'm going to stop. We don't need to hear anything in between. Yeah. Like, you know what damn. I mean? Like my merch is all sales final. And that it is. And the reason why my merch is all sales final is because that's the only way that I can run the business. Yeah. I'm not like... I wasn't, I don't know how to do merch. Like I'm learning. So totally. it has to be all sales file, by the way, final, by the way that I produce it. So it's like when you get to my site and you read all sales final, you decide. Yeah. I will buy from an all sales, all sales final. I can't even say it out loud. I will buy from <laughs> all sales, all sales. Oh my God. <laughs> all sales final. Thank you so much. <laughs> you say like, I will buy it from here or I won't. And yeah. like, that's a decision I'm making. Totally. So we, we're not having a conversation that, about that. That like energy I think is like pandemic born is a little bit as well. Like I was, I remember there's this really great bar that opened up like sort of in our neighborhood on Franklin. Um, mm -hmm. Rialto Grande. If you live in the area, check it out. It's a really great bar. But when they, I don't know if they're still doing this, but when they first opened, they had like, first off, very competitive prices. Like it's a very affordable bar, especially yeah. for the area. But the menu has like, I'm going to say it has like maybe 10 cocktails on it, a couple beers, a couple wines. And then it says on the menu, like there are no cocktails available other than these cocktails. Yeah, and there's no it. off menu ordering. And we got there and my, one of my friends was like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, this is a pandemic. This restaurant, yeah. this bar opened during the pandemic. And you need to understand as a business, like if they can buy exact specs to this menu it and keeps, not have to furnish. To yeah, it, they don't have to furnish also having a full bar and also having Absolutely. stuff in case one person orders a gimlet. And they were like, oh, yes. and it's like this acknowledgement now where I think we used to have to do this drag of pretending we run a business yeah. to come across like as a we business. Can do, customers always right. We can do whatever you Which need. Which all that actually does in the end is it fucking keeps small businesses down. It keeps... Yes. It, 
it keeps like elite people in power, people who have like the people net of rich have, parents or no, whatever. No, but it also allows businesses who have the ability to just like yeah. lose some money constantly, but they're making so much more because exactly. the volume and the scale is huge. Yeah. To exist where people who run a small business, every little thing either makes or breaks their day. Exactly. And it's also just about fucking boundaries, which I'm like obsessed with. It's like for a restaurant to tell me what they do and what they don't yeah. do, it allows me to make a decision, which I love. It's like going to the same restaurant every day. I know what I'm getting. That's a boundary thing. I know. Like I know what to expect. And that's really gives me so much peace. Yeah. And especially when you're on the other side of it, like working in a restaurant where it's like we, cause I've worked at the restaurants that have zero boundaries. Yeah. And I've worked at the restaurants that have really firm boundaries totally. and the restaurants that have firm boundaries. It's not only better for the people working there and for like the business in terms of money, yeah. it's actually a better experience for the customers overall Absolutely. because, because here's the thing. Do you know how many times when restaurants don't have boundaries, do you know how many times I've taken an order where someone has modified a dish to the point where then yeah. they're like, I don't like this. And it's like, yeah, you designed your own pasta yeah. in a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. And now it's fucking bad exactly. because you took the butter out, you added chili flakes and you added us, asked to like yeah. cast a fucking spell on it. And it tastes like <laughs> totally. ass. They can do that. Like someone could take my recipe. People do. And, they, and that's they, on them. And that's fine. And I'm happy. Like if I, if my recipe allows you to get into the kitchen and cook, but you, I give you a recipe for like meatloaf and you make a cake. I'm just glad you're in the, like <laughs> you're in the kitchen and cooking. Totally. That's a different thing. But if you're walking into my kitchen, like you're in my house, I'm clear with you what you're getting. And that's, you know, totally. So. And obviously like to caveat this, like allergies are different and like, with totally. that, but it's like, oh my gosh. but outside of that, it's like, I just understanding like your, the boundaries are really healthy. And mm -hmm. I think it does make it a better experience. I love it. And I everyone. do it a lot with sort of, I talk about my own personal boundaries as a person on the internet I, who has an audience. Don't get me started. <laughs> but I do think it's like people thank me all the time. I get way more thank yous for saying this than people telling me I'm an asshole, like way more. So totally. I totally, are you talking more about like people DMing you or like wanting to talk about things? Like what? In Just like, you know, sort of saying like, you know, I can, I'm putting out the information I give you at a certain point, you need to sort of take it and carry oh, the like, conversation. Questions about recipes and questions, stuff. Yeah. Like certain things. And, and, and I say it like to sort of like, just tell people like I, at a certain point have to stop so I can go and make more content. Totally. I've know? never, that never occurred to me because like, obviously I'm not putting out recipes. Yeah. So like the the people can just like totally. add nauseam, ask questions and be like, what if I did this? What if like that probably is, you do have to set a boundary yeah. of like, well, cause that could get endless. Well, I do. I mean, I'm happy to take all questions in, but I do sometimes put like blanket answers yeah, on my totally. stories to be like, this is the answer or I don't have that content, but here's someone else who does. Like, not having yeah. an answer is an incredible way to shout out someone who does, right? That's so nice. And I love doing that. And I also love telling people, like, you're not talking about diets or food on my stories. None of my food you're going to tell me is unhealthy. None, none of it's good. Like, I say things like that, and people thank me because it's like, we're just not doing that. And that's yeah. a way for me to say, like, I'm building a community that has boundaries and this is one of them. So you, we can either be like, great, I will follow that or I'll unfollow. And it, right, exactly. Cause it's also like, there's so many options. Like I think something like, like you don't drink, like, so your page has no totally. alcohol on it and like, doesn't yeah. you like, so I think that if someone wants that versus a page that's like more alcohol focused, yeah. like there's like people and like, to be like, it's funny if someone, I'm using alcohol as an example because I, that I, we, you'd mentioned it earlier, but it's like, yeah. if someone, and also this is like a drinking podcast, but like, but like, well, I do have a famous vodka sauce. Well, I shouldn't say famous, but a very no, popular you have, I've made sauce. it. It's good. It's very popular. No, to, totally. But I guess what I'm more saying is like, what I'm more saying is like, 
rather someone being like, you should talk about wine, where it's like, you don't drink. It's like, go follow someone that does talk about yeah. wine. You know but what I mean? But also you can stay here too. Just don't expect wine from me. Yes, you know? totally. So it's like, it's, it comes from a place of like maturity and, and really sort of like calmness. I don't know. You I've know? said this multiple times. Like, I don't know how someone who gets remotely, not, not like, I wouldn't describe us as famous, but like, you know, I don't, <laughs> yeah. people who get a lot of attention yeah. on the internet or get a lot of attention in the public eye, like at a young age, I don't understand how it doesn't fully f- microwave their well, brains. It, it would, does. I mean, like it would microwave my brain. Like it kind of, like I'm lucky that I got this light on me at 38 and I'm almost 40 now. Yeah. And so I, like I always say, like if this, if this, if this attention had found me at 25, at 30, at 35, it would be a different TV show. Like, TV yeah. show. it would be a different show. Like people would not be as enjoy at, as they wouldn't love it as much. Like no, I've because you know who you are therapy. more. I know who I am. I've shed a lot of issues I've had. And we need to also give everyone else the, the grace to do that totally. too. And so, but yeah, I mean, it would be just not as fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the gift of that is it's huge. It's truly massive. What has surprised you about like in growing this like community mm-hmm. of people that you I also don't want to say followers because it's not a cult. I know. But like well, this somebody, community of people who Wait, like. Can I tell you something that happened that I'm obsessed with? Oh my God, tell me anything. Some Sometimes people, instead of responding to their friend who has like forwarded <sighs> my story to this them has happened to talk to me. shit this has about me, me responds this to me. This has happened me. to me. So some gay was like, <laughs> the way that he refers to them as followers and not humans. And I was like. Oh my God, the gays are talking shit about me. I've made it. <laughs> like, first of all. Have you gotten the one that I've gotten that gives me the most anxiety is have you ever seen where have you gotten an Instagram notification that's like someone has deleted a message they sent you and then you can see that someone like did that but oh, deleted the message? Can they do that? I, don't, I haven't gotten that. Okay, I've gotten it a couple times and I, the being like, what? did they say like yeah, has like, like I, driven well, I kind me of want to know I'm like let me in on all the shit I would rather you call about. me like an annoying fuck yeah. and I know that than like the they deleted it I'm like well now I never get but to also, know but also I know I'm annoying no like you don't have to tell me but like also great I'm glad we're in agreement yeah no but totally. I was kind of like it was just and so that just goes back to like followers and I wrote back and I was like listen like they're obviously humans, but what if some of my followers are aliens? Like I just want to be like, you know, I don't want to like. It's also like, like they <laughs> do follow you, like they follow it, and they're fo- they and, are your and followers. I don't say that like, in a way that's like, is that, I don't know. I'm like maybe maybe in a year I, or six months or tomorrow I'll realize, wow, that's a really shitty thing to say. But I'm like, I don't think it is. What, is, what are they? What else? Like what do I like you a fans? That feels like, more presumptuous be like to me. My community, like yeah, maybe no. I do say that sometimes. I don't know, but it's like if you follow me and you know who I am and you're not some like person who's just looking at one thing I said in a silo and judging me, I think you kind of know that I'm not being an asshole by calling people followers. I just I literally they the the relationship to you is that they follow you on Instagram. Yeah. So I literally don't know what other noun you would use totally. to describe but, you them. Know, it's a great way for me to like move on from you be just being a follower. DM me, say hello, let's have a conversation. Do you know how many regular conversations I have with people who totally. follow me, who I know their name, I know what their kid like. I'm in so many people's worlds and it's yeah, amazing. Which is a gift. That's awesome. Let's start like there instead of you critiquing me for calling the people who follow me follow. Yeah, so let's proudly call them followers. And so to ask the question, like, what about growing take, a following? Take back that word and reclaim it. <laughs> We're reclaiming followers. We're reclaiming followers. Um, but like, what has surprised you about this like journey over the past two years? I think what surprised me is that like, you know, people kind of just were like, "Oh, you're a person who like, like immediately like they were like, oh, you're just being you,' and I get that, and I want in. Um, totally. So I just was like, 
none of this was strategic. It just happened. So I was just doing my thing. And I think at like March 13th, I sort of started seven days a week storying. By April 13th, people were like, we want grossy merch, you know? And I was Damn. like, that's a, like less than a month. Actually, I launched my merch on April 13th. It's also so funny like, that I like- I was like, oh, this is like a brand. Like, yeah. It's, you know? It's also just funny to me that like that probably, when you picked your Instagram username, I don't think you were thinking of like what your entire business oh and God, name was gonna my, be. My username is like kind of, it's hysterical, but it also in certain places, it's like hell. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going with it because the whole point is like, if like it should be fun and ridiculous like food totally. like i don't want it to be like you know like anything other than just like something dumb and funny and silly yeah because that's like how that's how our it just i don't know it just destigmatizes the seriousness around food and all other things so i just love that people kind of get it and they connect and the things that i'm most jazzed about they're most jazzed about yeah so i'm not like oh i have to do like recipes for tailgating for football because right, that's what people you want. Don't it's like do no, that. no one. If I posted that, people would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like so, it's like they're just gagged for the stuff that I'm gagged for, and that's awesome. Totally. That is, and that's like I think it's important because I think in spaces where people can get so focused on strategy, especially yes. with like personalities and stuff, do and it's like that. no, because it becomes so <laughs> unauthentic. And the second you get focused on that, it becomes really yeah. unauthentic and really. And I love that brands who want to work with me want, want me to do my thing. I don't love when they're like, can Bimpy be in our sponsored post? That's psychotic. But <laughs> totally. it's like, they're like, we want you to give us grossy. Like, we don't want you to do anything else. And I love that because it's like, you know, they get what I'm doing and they see it. Like, I'm not a tough read. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. That's so, what are your, what have you become like in terms of like, obviously like cook for you and what you what you love, but like, what about the food world and kind of like, as you build your platform have been like things that have become really important to you to communicate out. So I think, like we said, destigmatizing like the financial and sort of like the sort of like fanciness of yeah. food, like, and also the perfection of it. Right. Yeah. So like, like I said, it's like most of what I am making has like really simple ingredients that are like widely available at multiple yeah, price points. Totally. Right. So food insecurity and food access, I think, are really huge. And I avoid things that have really intense, like, ingredients that are just going to be unavailable. Like, if yeah. I'm developing a recipe and I'm like, traditionally, it would use, like, calvados. I'm like, okay, we're not putting that in my recipe. Yeah. Like, what can we use as a replacement? So I'm trying to make it just, like, as accessible and as simple which is impressive because it's so easy and it's so easy even as someone who grew up in like a rural area mm -hmm. it's so easy living in new york to forget like oh yeah this isn't available to fucking shots totally like totally it's not and you know there are a few things here and there i'm not saying it's like across the board but there's some things like that and i also think that like everyone wants to know the background and the story and the connection to my life yeah as part of the recipe so i do a very short i don't do like the traditional food like blogger I actually don't don't even, call it traditional because well, it needs to go away it's I also like evil. I don't even feel like I'm a blogger even though I'm fully a blogger girl I don't feel like I, I am. would have never called you a blogger I know but people do and I'm like am I okay I guess I am but I don't use that word it doesn't matter words are words it doesn't matter I'm giving you what I'm giving you but I do if you were a blogger they'd be called readers your followers would be called readers <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, how I we love know what people do I mean they're like for long time listener first time caller like I guess <laughs> and I'm like oh that's so good um no I think like the story and the connectivity, the, the most emotional I've gotten probably, I mean, I've gotten really emotional over the past 18 months, but 
holiday cookie season is like big for me, right? Like yeah. huge, 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 huge. And last year I shared a lot of my family recipes and someone wrote me and said, Grossy, I just want you to know that my grandmother like went to the grave with her like peanut butter blossom recipe. So now your recipe is grandma's recipe. Oh my God. And I was like, bye. bye. Like, I, like if there's anything I want to like, yeah encapsulate what i'm doing it's like that and i'm not saying i want people to make my recipes their grandma's recipe no, throw your fucking grandma out and yeah, get exactly. grossy like, recipes yeah. <laughs> no, people my, people my followers sorry call me um <laughs> nana grossy oh my god that's so cute <laughs> or when i'm doing portuguese food it's tia grossy totally um, it's insane but it makes total sense to me um, but yeah, it was like, that's so beautiful. Like if I can help you. No, I mean, that's objectively gorgeous. Relive. If I can help you bring back your grandmother's food in any way, because you don't have the recipe, like a hundred percent. And that's what I'm doing behind the scenes. I'm calling my aunt, my grandma, my grandfather, my dad, my, I call them the Carolyn's and the Maryland's. Totally. Like, aunt Carolyn, cousin Marilyn. I'm calling everyone getting all their shit. And I'm sort of like making my own. Is everyone, recipe. I'm curious, is everyone is everyone down or is anyone kind of like, no, it's my fucking recipe. Like, like the grandma who took her peanut butter cookie to the grave. Like I know people. I don't have a lot of those people in my family, no, but, but I was exist. actually having my sister's best friend from high school, Danielle, her mother, Frankie makes these like on Jeanette Italian cookies. I and she, love Jeanette's. Yeah. Yeah. So, so much. My recipe is good, but you know, there's a million when, recipes. Can you text me when you make them? I'll come over. <laughs> exactly. I made them a couple of weeks ago. I wish I'd known. But I'll make them again. I'm inviting you to my cookie party. (gasps) I know. I'm freaking out about whether or not it's going to happen. But I'm inviting people. And then if I have to cancel. I'm boosted. I'm boosted. I'm like boosted. Um, (laughs) But Danielle goes, oh, my mother last year won the Anjanette Wars in New Haven. I was like, need to go to the Anjanette Wars. Wait, (laughs) need to to go to the Anjanette Awards. And I was like, well, can I have a recipe? I want to see it. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. I haven't even seen her recipe. Totally. I was like, yes. Like, I love... I, if, if there's like infighting about recipes in a family, like sign me the fuck up. What better thing to write That's about my, the, or to, to fight about? My stepfather is from like a large Italian family yeah. and they all have a different pasta visual recipe. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, exactly. And everyone swears theirs is the best and they don't fuck around because with it. Because it is the best because yeah. they like it the most and that's all that fucking matters. I and know it's the best. I will tell you, I have, this is like, you know, I'm, when I write a book, um, <laughs> you know, I have all my like, mom like mother's club fundraiser cookbooks right and they're all from like i grew up in an italian italian american irish american catholic sort of like upbringing we have these books and there's like six lasagna recipes right they're all by maria they're all made the book and they're all off by like one like quarter of an ingredient <laughs> but you're not gonna tell any of the six marias that their lasagna recipe didn't make the Wait, book you're over talking the about, sorry, you're talking about like those spiral, those spiral bound, bound oh ones. my god yeah. i'm dying that's like that's by the way my entire visual center of my brand is based on sort of those books the ones that we like, get out like the schools yeah, yeah that's oh like my, my guiding god, that's light so i mean if you ever want to come over and look at my collection it's like my favorite thing to do is to walk i'm like literally like um oh Mr. my god Rogers. this sounds like heaven. come over yeah yes. i mean i have to have you over anyways but um the first time for but, the listeners the first time dan and i met was because we knew we were neighbors because <laughs> we had ran into oh no so we ran no. into each other on the street once that was the first time. No, but we actually met on Scruff. Oh yeah, we had cho- we, we had cho- we had chatted on a gay app years ago. You worked ago. at Rosemary's and you were the bartender, and I would come over because I'm a lady who likes to lunch. Yes. And you were working the day shift, and we were like eyeing each other, but we never talked. We never talked. Then we met on the na- on the re- okay yes. more recently. So we, yes, the time we met, I had to get that backstory. Yes, we had you we had talked it. once on a dating app. We had talked once in I, when I was your server at Rosemary's. Yes. The first time we met Truly. in like a. 
truly authentic, non-social, gay, non-internet gay way <laughs> yeah. was walking down the, or the street we live on yeah, in we Brooklyn. Live on and we're like, oh my God, we're neighbors. And then like a few weeks later, my boyfriend made Claire oh, Saffitz's pecan sticky buns and, and like, posted a picture. And Dan literally, I get a DM two minutes after I post the photo of them being like, can I come over and have one? And I was like, yeah, sure. Come over. Absolutely. So, well, because if there's one thing I know about making recipe just for the pleasure of making it is you don't know what to do with the fucking food. And well, I'm that's the problem. It it's like, so no, was like, it was let genius. Let me relieve you from that. And like vice versa. Yeah, we I'm, gave you like four. We were like, please yeah, take these. Absolutely. And, and they were They delicious. were so good. They were so good. Yeah. Um, Anyways. Amazing. No, but so you're talking about the spiral bound notebook. Yeah. Like that. So that energy of like my recipe is the best. Yes. And there's like everyone else makes the same thing is incredible. And that's what I love talking about. I love writing about it. I love creating recipes where you could like my Italian cookie or Jeanette recipe. You can, I give you the option to go lemon. I give you the option to go anise. I give you the option to go vanilla. Wait, can I ask? Cause I have, I'm of those three. I have a pref, but what do you have a pref? I'm an almond vanilla mix. Okay. Like I do the mix of almond vanilla. I am not lemon. Okay. Are you lemon? Uh, um, Frankie won the engine Jeanette wars with her lemon recipe, which apparently is very intense lemon. Okay, so I would eat any of them. I'm not like any of them are bad. Like I think all Jeanettes oh, yeah, are good. Oh yeah, of course. I'm like um, and I fuck, them the almond almond vanilla sounds like a dream to yeah. me. But I'm a lemon girl. You like uh, I'm I'm very lemon. I'm like almond vanilla. Also love that the like intense anise flavor. I, pref- I do not love lemon. Sorry. Across the board or just in a Jeanette? Across the board. Oh, okay. So I'm very pro lemon. I love if I want anise in an Italian thing. I want it in a. Um, Pizzelles. Pizzelles. Oh, I make those too. Oh, I, do you have a Pizzelle maker? No. Oh, you can borrow mine. Oh! I say in my recipe, call. I say in my Pizzelle recipe, I'm like, if you don't have a Pizzelle maker, I've never made Pizzelles in my life. Open up the phone book, right? Because yeah. he was one of those. Find someone with the name Maria. <laughs> call them and say, Maria, your local Maria. I want to make local Maria merch. That's I'm like, so funny. I have all my local Marias in my DMs where I'm like talking to them. Like they're like testing my recipes. I'm like, Maria, like tell me how you make your Pizzelles. So That's so funny. I have a Pizzelle maker. I actually have two because I have my mom's too because I thought I lost mine. It's insane. I love it. No, um, Anna's Pizzelles I'm obsessed with. Anna's Pizzelles are the only way to do it. But I yeah. also give people options because everyone needs to recreate their own personal recipe. So it's like, I don't want to exclude anyone. But yes, Team Anna's. Oh yeah. my God, we should make Team Anna's shirts. Team, oh, I like that. Yeah, I'm down. funny. I love. Because we're gay. Yeah, because we're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I haven't had a Pizzelle in so long. Oh, I'm gonna make some. Please. I, oh my god, they're the best. They're so easy. I'll actually make. Well, come over. We'll have dinner and then we'll make pizzelles after. Oh my god, it that sounds so seconds. fun. No, and that we sounds can like eat kind of, them hot off. Also, I've never you know had a hot pizzelle in my life. You haven't? I've never had a hot pizzelle in my life. Oh my god, I've only. Right. To me, pizzelles is very at the deli counter in the the clear plastic oh, bag no, with no. the tie off. Under. We're making them fresh. I have the double pizzelle maker, so we make two at once. Oh my god. And I love like when they. When the the like ooh, the batter like oozes and you get the extra pieces at the end and you pick them off while you're making them. That to me is my high school job was. Also, um, okay. Oh, I was gonna say my high school job was Ben and Jerry scooper, so that's very to me making oh. the waffle cones and I scooping the waffle around cones. and eating the yeah. scoop bears. Yeah, I, I ate so much waffle cones. And I got fired two weeks later. Do you want to know why I got fired from an ice cream because shop? Because you were caught eating the waffle cones. While no, you they ate told them? me I had weak wrists. And I <laughs> 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 they were like, "You can't scoop." The that's ice like cream. a Title Nine offense. I'm sorry. That's I like, literally. <laughs> I literally was like, that's homophobic. That's so homophobic. I'm not out of the closet, but that's homophobic. <laughs> you <laughs> got fired from an ice cream shop for having weak wrists. Weak wrists. That is. So did you, were you bad at scooping the ice cream? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Is there like a standard for that? I don't I know. No that is so but funny. I think they just hated me. I mean, I was giving like dyed hair. I was giving color. I was yeah. giving you like 
very in the closet gay, like bur like at the seams of coming out. Yeah, like, no, I, I love was like, what do you call but it? That's when you're what like, an ice cream shop is for. Ice cream shops are for to employ for, yes, about to come out of the closet who gay people. Come out yet. Do you understand like, that people? I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, fucking big gay ice cream, which like we love, but it takes forever. I'm like, where is the lesbian ice cream shop? You would be in and out in 15 fucking seconds. They'd be like, boom, 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 boom. Yes. I, yeah. Ice right? cream, yeah. Can we open that? It, I, it I used to tell people because like <laughs> when I was, when I first was like applying for bartending jobs, who like, do you have experience? I was like, I was an ice cream bar worker for two oh, years and wow. it's, it's the same skill set. It's yeah, literally the, cause it's like hard. It's like. Cocktails and Sundays. It's the same amount of like, you know what I mean? Like spec moving, moving yeah. past. It's literally the same job. I'm not joking. Yeah. And so Are I was. Doing, you're doing like ankle ex or uh, yeah, wrist, wrist exercise. Yeah, no, for sure. It I was, also have weak ankles. <laughs> if, there's a, if there's like a level shift in the ground, I will roll over it. Oh no. Um, anyways, sorry. But yeah, okay. So <laughs> it's all relatable. But no, yeah, that is what ice cream shops were literally made for. Were for. I, I didn't pass. That's so fucked pass. up. I know. And then they wouldn't hire me at Chili's. I also applied at the garden center at Home Depot. They wouldn't have hire me i was just meant to stay at home with my mom when you were a creative <laughs> director was that food related at all no it was retail i worked for the ann taylor brands i worked for the gap in san francisco all your mom's favorite mall stores i worked for which i loved because it's also you that love thing a mom. Where it's like but like as we were talking about like accessibility like if i can help like a woman feel good from like we would say like desk to dinner or like work to weekend yeah like i want to her to feel good and I don't want her to feel like she has to wear like fucking whatever the New York fashion gays are wearing like where you know how many girls would I would be like what do you they'd be like what do you do and I'd be like oh I'm like a creative director at Ann Taylor and Loft and they'd be like I wear Loft like it saves me every day like I'm like <laughs> they're like whispering in my ear that totally. they wore Loft because it's like yeah of course they have like affordable bottoms to go to your like desk job yes so I loved it I love the I love the anti-elitism that runs through your entire, like just the, that is hopefully the goal. Yeah. I feel the same way where it's like the shaming. Cause people think it is so what people think they're achieving with like elitism, especially in like things that have like personal expression in them, yeah. like clothes, like food, totally. like where you go out. Totally. It like what you're trying to convey with the elitism is like, you should want better for yourself, or whatever is actually like so damaging totally. and so fucked up and it like is so revolting totally. to me because it's like babe like your mom wearing loft and feeling good in loft does not affect you wearing your ugly ass balenciaga sweatshirt exactly yeah honestly and it's the same thing with with my food stuff it's like but also like i do own gucci slides like i do have moments where i'm like i spent too much money on that but like I wear them with like my Uniqlo suit or like, you know what I mean? It's like highs and lows. No, so it's not like, about like one or the other. It's just understanding that like neither matter in like a larger scope. And it's also know? like totally, everything should be totally for you because like if you fucking love your Gucci slides and totally. it's like worth spending whatever, like $1,500 on yeah. them or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like, I bought like, I spent way too much money this year on an Alexander McQueen bomber jacket, but, but like, it makes you happy. It makes me happy. Yeah. And have you, I worn and it yet? No, because no. it's too nice, but well, I have also, it. Also like you're going to sweat your balls off because if I wore that, I would probably sweat too much. Like, yeah. you know, no, big totally. sweaty boys. But, yeah. but, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, and like, it's, it's become so important to me to talk about that, that I find myself talking about it a lot more because people yeah. will DM me and they'll be like, I'll post a photo of something and they'll be like, so fancy. And I'm like, that hurts. Like it hurts when you say that because I don't, I, it may be fancy, but I, I realize in that moment, I don't want to be giving fancy or un inaccessible. That's yeah. it's just not what I want to be 
the story I want to be telling. And of course, because we're human, sometimes my story is that. And that's okay. I just totally. don't want, I just, it's a reminder to myself to be like, okay, that's not the best foot forward yeah. for me. It is for, you know. Right. If your brand is like the sort of person that's like, if you don't get the stamped Parmesan wheel, it's not real Parmesan. Like if that's your brand. Yeah. Fine. I mean, I just did a, I just did a, a whole event with Grana Padano and we talked about sort of how it's made. And I'm like, that's really beautiful, but it's also not the only option, you know, it's just yeah. not, there's so many other ways you can have grated cheese. Yeah, and I think that's so, I think you should be really proud that that is such at the core of your brand because I do think that is not some, I would say that is not what is happening with most people. In the, like, I think that's, it's really needed Yeah, and it's really important because I think it's a way in, you know what I mean? Because oh like God, absolutely. some people are maybe going to be like, wait, I'm falling in love with Parmesan cheese. Wait, oh, now I want to try the, the totally. quote unquote real one or whatever. And, but other people are like, you know, this one's fine. And that yeah. I, both are okay. All, all, all spectrums on the wheel of Parmesan are <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> oh, try, I haven't had a bad one. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like cheese, like give it to me. And all. to tie it back. It's also like growing up the shaker parm. I grew up with Shaker Parm, so it's My like... My dad still has it in the refrigerator. And like, sometimes that's what you want. Absolutely. I mean, we have every... I have like 55,000 bottles of hot sauce in our house, and it's like all levels. Because I am very lucky because I work really hard to have a very engaged group of people who follow me who are human beings. <laughs> people send me stuff to yeah. sort of like open and talk about, and it's like some of the stuff's really fancy and some of it's not and it's great to be able to be seen as someone who can show it all totally well i think you should be really proud of what you've done and it's and um i'm very excited to have your have cookies with you very soon oh my God, absolutely <laughs> thank you so much for listening to going out with jay cornell if you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way so thank you and now for some credits Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seasai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. <laughs>